Seder Snippets is sponsored by Nishmas Adol Bas Yehuda Tzvi. We're studying Ashrei together, and we're up to the second of the introductory sentences that really launches. Of course, the paragraph begins to Hilal David, but we introduce it first with the two Ashrei sentences. Last night we mentioned Rafersh's beautiful insight. It's not Yoshvim Bivesecha, but it's Yoshve Beisecha. Because Ashrei is not praising or it's not acknowledging how happy or fortunate those are to sit in a physical geographic location of Hashem's house, but it's a mentality, it's an attitude, that wherever we are, we're in Hashem's house. That a person is, uh, a person is able to, a person is able to say, how could you do that when we have other places we need to be? Because wherever we are, we transform it into being a Beis Hashem. And that's what the end of the Pasuk, So Ashrei, happy, fortunate, blessed is the one who everywhere they go, they're in the house of Hashem, they transform it to a spiritual location. But Ode, more than just being there, Ode, even greater is to be in a position where we are acknowledging, praising Hashem. And in the second sentence, praiseworthy, or again, happy, people translate that word, Osher Ashrei, differently. Praiseworthy or happy is the people, Ha'am Shekachalah, for whom this is true. Praiseworthy is the people who don't have different lives, a religious life and a secular life. We don't leave religious activity for the shul of the base medrash. But wherever we go, at work, the gym, the supermarket, the street, it's always Yoshev Vesecha. Shekachalah. Wow, what an incredible community of people. What an amazing people who don't segregate their lives, they don't live bifurcated lives, but lives are entirely integrated as one. There's a synergy between our religious identity and the rest of our identity. Blessed, fortunate, praiseworthy, happy are a people that who is their God, Hashem? That that's the one that we direct our entire lives to. We're not worshiping money or power, celebrity status, friends or likes. We're not worshiping material possessions or things, but Ashrei Ha'am. Who is really happy in life, not of the people who have the most things, but the people who are the closest to the Ribbon Shalom, who have the most meaning, who have the most purpose. The Lavush comments on the second Pasuk, and the Lavush says, we're praising Hashem, we're praising Hashem, that our lot is to be among those who are praising Hashem. There are people sleepwalking through life, they don't even know that there's a God. They don't even know there's a higher power, a higher being, there's a divine providence that's truly orchestrating and choreographing their lives. And we don't say fortunate or blessed, we say nebuch. Nebuch on the people so blindly walking through life, they don't even realize. But ashrei ha'am shekachalo, ashrei ha'am shashem alakav. Who's really happy, who's really fortunate? The people who know, who find the greatest meaning, satisfaction, fulfillment. The ones who are really yoshvei ve'isecha. So Lavush says, in this sense, we're praising Hashem, we're thanking Hashem for the opportunity to praise Hashem. It's similar to a pshat of the Rimagash. The Rimagash says, Modim, and a Modim de Rabbonon that we recite when the Chazan recites Modim in the Chazar Sashat, we say, Modim anachnu lach, al shanachnu Modim lach. We're grateful to you, Hashem, for the fact that we have the opportunity to be grateful to you. I'm so grateful that I'm a person who was gifted the ability to have gratitude. There are people who are ingrates. There are people who are self-centered and arrogant. They're unable to say thank you. So we say thank you, for the fact that we're among those who say thank you. And we praise you, Hashem, for the fact that we are among those who praise you, Hashem. And with that, we really begin Ashrei. Those two sentences are the introduction. But Tehom Kuf Memei, Ashrei, the centerpiece of Sukkot the Zimmer, really begins with the word, Tehilal David. I'm going to exalt you, God, my King, HaMelech, 
and I'll bless your name forever and ever. This introductory sentence, really the first sentence of Asher, a proper, describes the world to come when David HaMelech says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is king of the whole world, when the world will have reached a state of Olam Shekula Tov, will see the goodness in the world, Hashem's revealed hand in the world, will perceive and relate to Hashem as the Melech, not the Moshel, he's not forcing himself upon the world, but he is the king appreciated by the world. Rabbeinu Bachri and Vayikra Perech of Dalad says, the sentence is so important. I'll exalt you, king, and then I'll bless your name forever and ever. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar has a very important insight to davening in general. He says, before we're in a position to pray to Hashem, to ask for things, to praise Him for things, to thank Him for things, we have to exalt Him. We have to understand who He is and how categorically different we are. Lest we think that Hashem is Khalilah, our equal, He's our friend, lest we think HaKadosh Baruch Hu is some finite image we have of Him. Aromimcha Elokai HaMelech. The very first part of Asher, the first sentence is, I need to understand who He is. Aromimcha, I will exalt Him. He's infinite, He's omnipotent, He's all-powerful, He's the source of everything. He is entirely different. He's incomprehensible. The Rambam says, the Rambam writes, we can't talk about what the Ribbono Shalom is because we can't relate to infinity. We can only talk about what He's not. He's not bound by time. He's not bound by space. He's not limited in power because we can't even relate. So first we have to identify, we have to understand, my God, he's on Melech, I will exalt him, I understand who he is. Now, why that word Shimcha? We've said several times, whenever we see Hashem depicted through his name, it means that's the way that we relate to him. His essence, his truth is inaccessible to us. But we connect with Hashem in the way that he expresses himself to us. A Chilol Hashem or a Kiddush Hashem. Whenever they use the word Hashem, Hashem's name, it means the way in which we relate to Him. I'll just uh, close by saying this insight of Rabbeinu Bachri and Vayikra Perch of Dalad, Pasuk Yud, is very similar to an insight of Pincus has in the Sha'aram Betfila. In his wonderful Sefer Sha'aram Betfila, Pincus writes, I think maybe in the introduction, but he says in the Shemona Esri, we begin with the three brachas of Shevach, we praise Hashem. Then we have Bakash, we ask things from Hashem. And then we close with Odo, we express our gratitude. Why is it in that order? It's playing a Chazal. Chazal tells us a person, a person always has to organize the praise of Hashem before they daven. What does it mean you have to organize your praise of Hashem before you daven? So with Basar Adam, when it comes to human beings, if I want something from my parents, I want something from my wife, I go, I say, have I mentioned how beautiful you look today? Have I told you how special you are? How much I appreciate and love you? We express ourselves and we position ourselves. We try to make the other person happy. We praise them. We have words that I won't say in a shul to describe what we're doing in order to try to access their goodness, their kindness, and their graciousness. That's not, Rapinka says, why we start with Shevach. The reason we start with Shevach with Hashem is not because we're positioning him, let's kiss up to him, let's position him, that he's going to be more readily predisposed to answer. Why are we saying, why do you have to begin with Shevach? Why do Chazal say a person always has to organize their Shevach first? Because before you could ask anything from Hashem, you have to remember why you're asking. You're not asking from someone who can't provide. You're not asking for someone who's limited. You're not asking for someone who's your equal. Yisadar Adam Shevacho. First we praise Hashem, Aromimcha Elokai Melech. I have to describe how exalted, how great, how different He is. And only once I've established that, now now he truly deserves for me to bless him. Now I understand why it's from him that I'm asking things. Because I've set it up to appreciate who he is. So I'm not doing it to position myself to more readily be answered. I'm doing it to understand who he is so that my davening can be all the more authentic.